Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 273rd episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Coming to you from our homes in the midst of the social distancing of COVID-19. Was this week two, officially? Week of... two of who knows how many it will be. I yeah, literally well, was just reading a news report saying that uh, Trump has extended his social distancing measures through right. April 31st. As and should. that their models show that uh, we might be on the downswing of things by the start of June, which suggests Seems that early. We might, yeah, it seems early, but like also just kind of wild because that's the first time I think I've heard him say that this could be a really long thing. I mean, something that we 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 should be expecting to be working from home and doing this type of thing for the next two months. Like we could be in this for the long haul, you know. And I mean, you and I, I think, have been expecting that that will be the case, but I'm not sure that other people have have thought about that or have realized the 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 reality of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the New York Times front page right now, and you've got you know you've got some states like North Dakota with 98 cases, Wyoming 86, and so if you think of a large state like Wyoming, uh, not too dense population speaking, at 86 cases, not too bad. But then you start to get into like you know the there's 800 plus in Virginia, a thousand plus in North Carolina. And then you're looking at all these clusters. You know, Michigan has 4,600, California 5,700, yeah. Texas 2,500, and then New York has 59,000. 59,500 plus. Isn't and that we're crazy? still at the point. Jump. Yeah. Jersey's 13,000. Yeah. I mean, we're still at the point now where we're still tracking how it doubles every few days. Yeah. So speaking of these numbers i've been seeing i can't remember where it was that i saw these numbers it wasn't i don't think it was it wasn't this page like you know the front page coronavirus live map and everything from new york times but it may have been something else on new york times at least but it was showing the numbers of of positive cases in various states compared to the number of negative cases so i'm in delaware as you know there are 232 cases now in delaware as as uh, as reported by new york times when I saw the number a few days ago on whatever source it was, it was about 140 positive cases. And then they had like 40 negative cases, which suggests to me, because I should I should state every state that has, you know, a bunch of positive cases, say New York, for example, um, Pennsylvania, Michigan, the number of positive cases is like a tenth at, at like the least of the number of negative cases. There are far more negative cases than there are positive cases. In Delaware, it was like 140 positive and then like 40 negative. Which suggests to me that they're just not testing enough in Delaware or whatever site this was that was reporting these numbers wasn't reporting the proper number of negatives. But Delaware was far from the only state that that had that case. So it seems like in Delaware, the number has got to be a lot higher than this 200 number that we're seeing. Maybe not a lot higher, but it's got to be higher because they're probably not testing everybody. Everybody who even thinks that they might have it, I think similar to what what was that we like you know heard about what we saw early on in New York, is if you think you have it, unless you're dying, stay home. Just presume that you have it, but we're not going to test you. Right. 
Um, and I'm also reading, I mean, before we get to our own lives, you know, I'm reading this thing about, you know, the, the Hanneman Hospital, Hanneman University Hospital in Philadelphia. Have you been hearing the, uh, the crazy story about this? I don't think so. So the owner wants the city to either buy the hospital or lease it for almost a million dollars a month. Yeah, it's no, an empty hospital with near with room for nearly 500 beds has been closed for months in the center of Philadelphia, a city bracing for the spread of the coronavirus. And the mayor, Jim Kenney, said, we don't, need, we don't have the need to own it nor the resources to buy it. And the next day, he said that Temple University would let the city use a music and sports venue for free. And it's basically like they're, they're talking about the owner of the hospital, Joel Friedman of Broad Street Healthcare Properties, a real estate company, said he had offered to sell the facility to the city well below market price or to lease it for $60 a bed a day, far less than what two other hospitals in California agreed to charge to lease their facilities. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those moments where like, we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're going to remember the people who did right yes. by you and the people who did wrong by you. Yeah. And even if he's saying that apples to apples, he's charging much less than other people. Like, I don't think people care about that. It's like, are you, are you going to do right by everyone or are you not going to do right by everyone? Now, maybe it's like fiscally irresponsible for him as a business owner to, to open it up that way. And if that's the case, then you should, you should have figured that out into the models of how you're communicating to people. But, in a city, I mean, certainly Philadelphia, with like Montgomery County having a massive, massive clustering issue. You know, they're saying that the the first tier cities of like New York, um, San Francisco, Seattle, uh, those are like the tier one cities. But now tier two cities are like the second wave. So you have Philadelphia, Chicago. You even have places like uh, New Orleans. You know, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. The fact New that Orleans they had Mardi Gras, right? Took people with still all have, them. Yeah, exactly. Like millions I, of people in that like small condensed space. It's a recipe for disaster. I would love to see the studies that get conducted in several like several months time to see how many of the kids that were in Miami likely spread it to uh, across, you know, the the kids that were that the the college students that were partying on sp- during spring break in Miami. I would love to see how many of them spread it to other people that they knew. Mm-hmm. Because like even now I'm hearing of people that that have it or recently tested positive for it. You know, people that we interacted with in England, which has been two weeks two weeks ago tomorrow when we uh, since we returned. Um, but like, you know, just family, friends, people that you know that tested positive. Maybe you didn't interact with, but that have tested positive, and as far as they were aware, were completely normal, were completely fine, did not have it. You know, went. I don't know, five days ago, all of a sudden are experiencing symptoms. I, I, I really want to know, like it, it, it spreads fast. I mean, you see it when you just look at this map, what are the number of cases now in the U S over? It's like a hundred something thousand now, 135,000. Yeah. It's nuts how fast that number is going. We were talking about this. Was it two weeks ago in the pod? And I think I had said the number was like 2000. Maybe it was just yeah. a week ago. I don't remember how, what it was a week ago. I remember mentioning the number 2000 on one of the episodes recently. Yeah. I and mean, that's we're, the, the difference. 135,000 in the U.S. I mean, I don't think people understand what, uh, when they talk about exponential, really yes. means. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the, the math 
where like they try and do it where it's like n equals one plus whatever it is like the the exponential formula yeah yeah. and they're basically saying like you know you you gotta stop comparing it to the flu because the flu makes you contagious like one to two people but coronavirus is like three to four people and that's an exponential increase yeah it's a big increase it's a big increase we're talking you know from a couple dozen to a couple hundred to like a couple tens of thousands yeah and that and, and that's why like i, I signed up for uh new york city's uh it's called notify nyc if you text covid to 692692 hashtag now um Basically, it's like New York State on pause is extended to uh, April 15th. Non-essential workforce is directed to continue to work from home until at least April 15th. I know that, you know, Trump said the federal one is 430. But, uh, you know, the, the, even this one is saying like, hey, please do not call 911 if it's not an emergency. Please call 311 for like non-essential healthcare stuff. Because I, I think it was on Reddit or the other day. The New York City nine one one, like the hospital like phones or whatever, um, they got like six thousand calls over the course of twenty four hours, or like something nuts. something crazy, and they're just like we're of course we're being uh we're being overwhelmed. Yeah, so to like put into perspective the the numbers of of like of infections, we could just do like a simple mathematical exercise. You said if the flu. The flu, like each person infects two people, but with this coronavirus, people are infecting it like three or four, you said. So even if we just use the number three, like it, so two to the power of two. So like if two people had it, square that number to the power of two, that's four, right? But two, two to the power of three is eight. But if you do it with like number five, because the difference between two and eight is not that significant. But if we say five people have it, uh, if five people had the flu, you square that, it's 25 people that are infected. If five people have this coronavirus and we use the smaller number three that's 125 people that get it right so like that's the that's the power of the exponent so every like that's the the base number is the number of people who have it you cube that number that's how many people that they're going to spread it to and like that's the average number yeah. again because like not all these people are showing up in hospitals not all these people are taking it seriously some of these people are are not are asymptomatic they're out there playing basketball with their friends they're out there taking walks or going for runs and, and, and brush up against people, you know, maybe go to the grocery store, touch some fruit, put it back down after they had coughed recently. All of a sudden, somebody else picks up that fruit, you know, touches their nose. They get it. Like, it's that simple. It's that easy. So, like, you hear people, like, this is, goes back to when we were in England. Again, I know people weren't taking it quite as seriously then, but you hear people talk about it like, oh, yeah, you know, you just got to be careful. I'm just being careful. Like, I'm being extra cautious or more cautious than I used to be. But again, so many people are trying to be careful, and so many people are getting it. You know, Boris Johnson got it, and I, yeah. I don't think he was and being he particularly careful. He was literally saying, "Oh, I was at a hospital the other day, and I was shaking hands with everybody. You'd be proud to know, or you'd be happy to know." I think is the phrasing that he used. And then, like three days later, he's like, "Yeah, uh, I got it." Um, so, but you know, there there are plenty of people who are taking it very seriously, and and just happen to get it despite how careful they're being. So, just by saying I'm being careful and trying to practice extra extra levels of precaution outside of um or like anything short of that like that six feet social distancing that uh staying at home quarantining yourself again like even people doing the most outrageous the the most extreme versions of this stuff still get it but the whole point is if you do happen to get it in these very in these minimalistic outings that you do go out out on 
the number of people that you spread it to, the number of people that get infected, can hopefully drop below that three or four number to something more manageable, like what the flu might be, two, or maybe just one. And so, like, that's the whole point of the social distancing. But the whole, like, two-week period, that's what makes it so crazy is how long it's affecting our lives. If people continue to get it, when Trump says, oh, hopefully by two, you know, two weeks from now, it won't be that bad, that's a little optimistic, I would say, because people are holding it for two weeks. Like, we don't know the damage. We don't know the damage that they've done to other people until you know, three, four weeks and then the damage that those people do. So it seemed like I would, like you said, June seems optimistic. It really does kind of seem a bit optimistic because right now the numbers are still increasing. It absolutely is. And we're like, that's the infections number. We're not even seeing the cases of people. We're not even talking about the people who are dying. Right. Like the number right now in New York times, I see is 2,391. Italy has 10,779 deaths. Spain. I didn't even realize Spain was this high. 6,528. I look at this stuff all the time. I didn't even realize their, their numbers were this high. Boris Johnson was complaining about China, was saying that their their numbers have to be um, a lot higher than they've reported. Their numbers of death are 3,300. Iran, also, I think people were complaining that their numbers must be higher than they are, 2,640. Like yeah. When you're digging mass graves, your numbers right. are probably not that low. That's a relatively low number, right? Relative low. It's just crazy. Yeah. And, and I, I've been getting upset about it too. Like you probably hear me getting upset now. It's frustrating because we're, we're kind of all in this together, right? But everyone wants to save face. Everyone wants to try to downplay it and say, oh, it's not that bad. It's, you know, we're, we're handling it. It'll, it'll, it'll be done whenever, you know, for whatever reason. Um, Like even in Russia, they say like it, their numbers, like, I want to see if I can find what the reported numbers are in Russia. If it's even like on this list here. So let's quickly do a control F. I mean, you know, Bor- I'm reading this thing that's like Boris Johnson's government is reportedly furious with China and believes it could have yeah. 40 times more coronavirus, which is exactly, you know, it, it makes sense. Well, now he's taking it seriously because he has it. Right. So the well, number in Russia, like, according to New York Times, is 1,534. Nice. But people don't think that number is, or at least whatever number was recently reported, didn't believe it because apparently Russia has been having a ton of cases of like pneumonia, pneumonia-like symptoms in, in hospitals, right. and they're getting they're right. getting overrun with this. And well, it's like, that's well, happening here too because if yeah. unless you uh, actively list test. it, it doesn't go down as a statistic. And they're right. saying every country and every state, every city, they're underreporting. It's yeah. Not not on purpose. Not everyone's doing it on purpose. Some people right. might be doing it on purpose, but not everyone's doing it on purpose. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. A plane uh, from Shanghai arrived at JFK in New York's uh, Sunday morning carrying an extraordinary load: twelve million pairs of gloves, one hundred and thirty thousand N ninety five masks, wow. one point seven million surgical masks, fifty thousand gowns, one hundred and thirty thousand hand sanitizer units, and thirty six thousand thermometers from Axios. That's nuts. I feel like if Axios uh, publishes it, I'll believe it. Yeah. Axios is, I've been, I've been following everything on Axios, dude. Uh, hashtag not an ad, but you know, <laughs> Axios.com is the go-to for, for news across anything, really. You look at their sections. I'm on it right now. They're, it's across everything. I never looked at 538. I'm curious to see what 538's saying, like what their models are showing about this. I mean... They do. They do stats for everything. Yeah, but uh, what uh, what did you guys do uh, this weekend? What did you guys do today to like right. uh, combat all this? 
so our p- initial plan was actually to go down to DC and kind of just drive around. We just wanted to get out the house for a bit. So you left a, a large indoor space to gather into a much smaller indoor <laughs> into a, space into a, into a car. Well, to see the world, you know. Um, but it actually didn't work out because apparently they've shut down. We we found this out before we actually left. Um, they shut down all the roads and sidewalks and everything to discourage people from coming out for it. Um, to explain why we wanted to go to DC was for the Cherry Blossom Festival. For the last five, six, seven years, we've been talking about trying to go down, and every time. Like what happens is every year it's like, oh, we should do the Cherry Blossom Festival. And I look it up. It's like over or it's on the tail end of it. Like we don't really care to go for any like festivities per se, like any events. We just kind of want to go and walk around and explore and just just look at, like look at the trees. This year, I remembered early enough. But of course, with this whole COVID-19 thing, it was kind of like, well, that's not going to we're just not it's not going to work. And so. What we decided to do was like, oh, we would drive down, see it, and then we found out that we, we, we literally can't even get near near enough because they want they want to make sure people don't get out their cars and interact with other people. So what we ended up doing was uh, uh, Lena's aunt lives in D.C. She is working from home but doesn't have a monitor, so we literally just dropped a monitor off for her, and then we left. That was it. Um, oh, we, we drove up to Philly before. I shouldn't say this too loud to buy her mom a cake for her birthday she's mm-hmm. upstairs so i gotta gotta whisper this into the mic um what and so, <laughs> and so the that was it it you know we it was about three hours each way of driving so we, we were out driving for like six hours um but yeah it wasn't it was it was good just to get out of the house you know drive sure. around listen to podcasts talk gordon was sleeping throughout most of it so i think he'll be awake for a little bit yeah yeah um how were they? Did they were they in bloom? No, we didn't see anything because we didn't get we didn't even try. Because hmm. I was wondering, roads, like, yeah. if if you saw like even like not going to like the specific places. For I it? see. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't even want to try. We we went. So there are, there are cherry blossoms like even near our house. So mm-hmm. we've seen them. We've definitely seen them in bloom around. We were told that even down in DC, they're 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 kind of falling and the leaves are sh- are coming out. That's not the case here in Delaware, but. Um, you know, I have no idea. Yeah. So I'm gonna turn the vacuum on. I can see it affecting my levels. Uh yeah. Well, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we didn't do that much this weekend. We uh, we got some grocery shopping done on Saturday morning, but then other than that, we've been just staying pretty uh, pretty local. Um, we know that you know we've been talking about this whole like. Uh, in new york it's going to get a lot worse from 14 to 21 days well now it's going to be you know technically it's going to be seven to 14 days since the last time we've had this conversation yeah so what we're trying to do is go to the grocery store and stock up a little bit more every time so that when it's really really bad we only have to go out to walk the dog and even then it doesn't have to be that bad you know they built a uh they built a fever triage center uh on our block which i think i showed you a photo of yeah um well, they just today we learned that in uh, in Central Park they uh, they what's it called? They are building an emergency medical facility across the street from the hospital on the east side. So on Fifth Ave and Ninety Nine Street in the park, they're building medical tents uh, for all this. So it's basically like the division. 
because <laughs> like the Javits Center, yeah. which is yeah. uh, is also an emergency thousand bed hospital, was in the division prologue area where you get off the dock. Look at you actually paying attention to the division. I know. Well, the only reason this is a shout out to uh, Rob. I see. Because Rob told me. So. I see. Um, Good call, Rob. I know, right? So otherwise, I just you know making making my way through uh through duty. You know, I figured I just had to tell you real quick and tell you on the pod that uh I platinumed SMGs. You this platinumed? I will never. I, I will know. never. I know. So I'm I'm working. I'm Is getting there... the kilo. Uh, I'm getting the kilo one for one to a good spot. One of the uh, challenges that I did. Uh, it gives me. I forget what the. I think it's called uh, Union Jack. I think it's one of like the the seven different like challenges you got to like the ones you got to activate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did one where uh, it was like the final uh, the final prize or whatever, and it has a built in uh, like in the barrel or whatever. It's mm-hmm. the muzzle or barrel or whatever the thing. It has a built in silencer, so I basically get a silencer without the uh, the downside of it. Nice. And then I also I'm trying to get like all these like random ass challenges. So I did five uh, kills with the riot shield. I'm trying to get all of the uh, really. The, what's it called? Yeah, the, the, the season. What are they yeah. called? Like the what are they, accommodations, I think. Yeah, exactly. Something that like that. Um, I'm basically. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know how to get five kills with the riot shield, man. That's tough. That's I tough did stuff. it in one game of Crash. So uh, I'm trying to get uh, 40 kills with the uh, hardcore the crossbow. No standard. I'm playing with my friends Pat and uh, and Andrew because uh, I'll be honest, they're they're terrible. But what's so good is- about being terrible is. Games take longer, so I have <laughs> I gotta put the team on my back, on my back every single every single round, and Fair it's enough. good. It's good. I'm Fair getting enough. consistently. I'm getting like 15 plus kills. So all of my kill streaks now are like support helo. I'm doing like counter UAV, uh, VTOL, and then uh, a support helo with a point man. I'm not doing point man and the other one. Uh, I'm are just you playing doing, domination or kill confirmed or TDM? uh i'm playing oh, a mix mix, a mix. Uh, okay. most of the time i'm playing when it's just by myself i'm just playing a uh, ground war okay um well, i already got point, the point man doesn't make any sense if you're just playing tdm yeah exactly it makes everything it makes everything longer <laughs> exactly um but uh i'm really I'm, I'm the only thing i gotta do is get a quad feed uh i got oh, a couple yeah. what's crazy and this is real but i got three quad feeds and then I didn't have the challenge, challenge on. on. Yep, and now that I have not. it on, because when I, I, the way I realized it was one of the season-long accommodations is get a quad feed. It's the, the level 100 accommodations. You got to get a quad feed. So uh, I got that. And I go, oh, did I get the other? I was like, oh, no, I didn't. Because I need to get 25 frat kills. Because I was just like, I'm just going to move on. Yeah, yeah, After, yeah. Uh, the one before that is uh, the 15 kill streak, which I got really easily on Ground War. Um I just I was doing Uzi stuff, and I, somehow I got it with an Uzi with no attachments whatsoever. I got 15 kills with it, with that. It was not. It's like when you almost got a nuke um, with a throw with a throw knife and and tack knife. Oh my god! Amazing. And no sprint because sprint broke. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've 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 been feeling like I've been getting better at it. Uh, I still haven't played uh, Warzone because I'm waiting for you to to get back to to play Warzone. Um, but I what do you, know what that in a few on days time. So far? I feel I like love it. I feel I like it's great. a valid podcast topic. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I love Warzone. Yaron and I were talking the other day. He was, like, he was like, I'm surprised we haven't won one yet. And I was like, I am, but I'm not at the same time. I'm not. Because almost every time we've played, it's just two of us. It's never the third. Yeah. You, you me, and, and Yaron played one game together. And, we did well. And, and like that one full game, right? Because the, the next time he played, the next game he played, 
I had to leave like 30 seconds into it because Yaron started crying. Or Yaron. Because Yaron Gordon, started because, crying. Because yes. Gordon started crying. No, that's, that's, I remember Yaron started upstairs. bawling and it was really awkward on the, uh, on the comms. On the mic, as we all yeah, just on left. the comms. So I had to, go, I had to run upstairs because Gordon was crying. And um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's different. Then it's very like if the fights in in Warzone feel way different than they feel in multiplayer and like the standard multiplayer and I and it, it's just, it's mostly got to be just because the the amount of health people have in in a normal game of of duty right if you run across three people and you catch them off guard there are times where you'll you'll shoot one person and you can kill that one person and then you go to the next person but the next person or the next two people are aware of you all of a sudden so they light you up and before you can kill the second person you die now. Other times you get all three, no problem. But in Warzone, because everyone's typically communicating and the the uh, body armor health, by the time you finish knocking somebody, the other people definitely know that you're there, and there's no way you're really getting a jump on them, and so they team shot you and kill you. So I'm having trouble figuring out how to approach fights outside of one v one, or yeah. even if it's like a if it's like if it's just me alive and you're dead, and I'm going up against two people. Even winning that is difficult because you typically lose your body arm by the time you finish the first person. So the second right. person, it's like well, it's one versus, you know, with no body armor head, against a fully armored headshots. person. I try. I do try with the headshots and it works sometimes. But, I mean, flinch is certainly a problem too because if you're getting shot, you're you're not hitting the headshots anymore. Yeah. Um, all I know is that I'm a big fan of it. I know that we haven't played enough of it. But, you know, granted... Not only are the uh, the spawn, I mean the games, there are 150 people, right? So that's 50 more than the largest that we've ever played up until this point. But yeah. then you can you can arguably play against everybody. For you know, it's almost like you're playing up against what an additional 75 people because if you lose in the Google, log, you yeah. you die, you go to Google, log, you come back, right? Exactly, and that's that's 50. So it's like you might be playing against 225 people minus yeah. the your two teammates. Yeah. So Plus people, you get bought back at any time for pretty cheap. You can get bought back at any time. Yeah. Buying exactly. back is, is too cheap. I think we well, talked about I mean, loadouts being really or really cheap, yeah. but but buying people back is probably too cheap too. Yeah, I mean buying back should be like fifteen grand or something, like just something, <laughs> something really. Yeah. Just just make everything really expensive, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and tier it the way that you have it for uh, duos, but I know that they're having uh, duos. And quads are coming, so quads yeah. could be nice. Um, quads would be de- would definitely be interesting. I want. I'm more. I'm most excited about duos because that's how I typically play the game. I'm either playing with you or I'm playing with Iran, and I'm not really playing with a third or certainly not a fourth person. So, and and again, this like goes to the point that I was saying about trying to win a fight against three people. You know, even by yourself, I think I can win a fight against two people. I'm pretty confident in that. Winning a fight against a team of three, that's when things get really complicated. I can down two people. I can't really get that third person. Yeah. I think you we feel would like, win games if it was two. All right, be honest. Be honest. It's honesty time. Go for it. All right. Do you think you have a better shot at winning with me or winning with Yaron? Um, exactly. I, that's a really tough question, actually. <laughs> you think I'm supposed to say you think I'm going to say you and I'm just afraid to say you I think I think with you however I've played the most with Euron I think and I guess we've gotten just about as far as we've gotten just about as far as we've gotten with you as I've gotten with you I, mean, other, I, know, you're, I know you're just saying that to, to make sure that you yeah to make feelings. you feel better well the other day we got third we should have won 
what happened? Should have. I hear we, a lot of should have when yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. won. Well, we could have won. Here's here's what happened. It's a little it's a little weird. Um, we got to the final circle, right? It's downtown, which I was worried about because you know going downtown, all the buildings and stuff, and all it's, the faces it's, pass. And it's me and you're wrong. It's just me and you're wrong. We don't have a third person. There's uh the squads start dropping, and all of a sudden there's three squads left. Where one of them. There's a team on the roof of like a museum built a museum like building. There's only it's only like three floors tall, right? And the circle's closing on them, so they can't really go anywhere. I have a cluster strike off of somebody that we killed previously. And so I call it on them and I was like, all right, well, if we kill them, there's nobody else who has the high ground. It's just us and one more squad who are who are actively trying to fight this team. So I do that. I, I call the cluster strike up on the building. All of a sudden I start getting hit and I'm free. I'm like, what the hell's hitting me? And I'm not getting any hits with my cluster strike. I look at the map and I see my cluster strike is hitting me. Something happened where when I tried to trigger it, like when I tried to laser the uh, the, oh, the you building, must have, you must have hit the uh, sill. I must have hit something because I was I was on the I was on the floor. I was on the ground level. There was a, there was just uh, road barriers, like concrete road barriers between me and the, and the enemy team. But I must have hit like a lamppost. Or a freaking road sign that was really close to me because I did not hit those people with the cluster strike. If I did, if I had pinged them properly, all of them would have been done, and it would and potentially the people that, that were fighting them because they weren't that far away from them on the ground. In the in like the chaos of it all, my hope and, and intentions was, as soon as it starts hitting, Yaron and I would jump in there and just clean everybody up, and we would win. But it didn't happen because I killed myself, and then Yaron got wrecked, and we got third place. I will say this: I'm, I feel like I am super aggressive in Warzone. Yeah, me too. And Definitely me too. I just think that we need to a get better with our shots, but b maintain a certain level of communication. And I think I know that you and I have watched a lot of things where we're like, oh, you know, it's uh, we should be aggressive and we should stay like communicative. Uh, but we also need to understand that like things can change really quickly. So yeah. if someone's pushing, we gotta understand why the push is happening. But then also be it's like uh, there's gotta this, be adaptable. Gotta be super adaptable. It's uh, strong positions loosely held. You know. So if you have yes. you think you got a good idea, and it could be good in the moment, but you know we thought it was good with the uh, with whatever little bit of information we thought we had, and that might have changed. Uh, so. We thought it was one way, but it turned out it was the other way. Exactly. If you figured out it was the other way early on, you can you can you can get out of it. You got you can bail. Right. What I've it doesn't help when I get kicked out of the parties and I realize that I can't talk to you anymore. Um, yeah, I wish I got a notification. Happening? I don't know. That's got to be something on the Xbox, like or the Xbox chat. I'm wondering if it has something to do with my NAT, and I might try to. I need to try to like mess with that my my internet like my Wi-Fi settings to see if I can fix that. Maybe that would solve it. Um. The other thing, like in terms of our skills, I, I noticed this, this. I noticed this with Fortnite too. Um, I'm I, I can usually handle myself pretty well in the early game. It's the mid game that's really tough for me. It's figuring out what do I want to do, because like you know these. So people who don't know, like these battle royale games can be quite long. They can be like a half hour match from start to finish if you're lucky enough to survive to the end or skilled enough, I guess too. And so. The early game lasts anywhere between like, I don't know, what, I guess, like, I would say like up to 10 minutes is that early game, maybe five to 10 minutes. After that, you kind of have to like move in because the the, the gas, the, the, the playable area starts to shrink to try to force the, the remaining teams together. And so during that period, I get, I don't really know what I should be doing 
like what I want to do. I oftentimes want to fight because I'm, I get bored. I don't really want to sit around and wait for 10 minutes, like slightly nervous, but not really nervous because if we do find somebody, if somebody stumbles across us, we have to jump on them. It's not, it's not particularly entertaining to me. And so that's why you, you say, and, and I would say that we're pretty aggressive because we don't really want to, we don't really want to do that. We want to fight. We want to find some people and we want to, we want, we want to take part in the action. And then the end game gets a little worrying because that's when you have like 10 teams in a really small space and you, you get pushed in ways that you're not really ready to handle. Right. I think the one thing that I've learned and we can sort of end it here is um, it's knowing where the, uh, the edges of the circle are. Cause it's usually like an oblong ish uh, situation. Yeah. I mean, it's not oblong, but you understand what I mean? Yes. Um, the circle, to circle change is oblong. Uh, it's important to know if you're on the far side or the short side. And I know we were really good at this in Fortnite. But uh, understanding uh, short side, far side, circle velocity, and then understanding that uh, how fast the smoke is moving in at a certain point, and it's all about positioning. I feel like the reason why I'm able to play with you guys in cross-platform is you know, due to a large sample size of people that I have a shot. Uh, I know sometimes in Gulag that like people just whip on me, and it's just like, it is what it is. That's frustrating, yeah. But uh, understanding that positioning will win most of the time in a, in a battle royale. And just, you know, because I, I know that we've gotten really nervous where the circle was closing in towards the end. And we're like, oh, you know, we shouldn't be moving. And then we invariably get caught in front of another team. Yeah. And so I'm happy to, to even just be like, hey, I know that we said we're going to move in 15 seconds. Let's make it five. Right. Especially yeah. if we can outrun the gas. There's no reason not to. Yeah, exactly. I get a little frustrated at that because... Not frustrated. I get it. We get caught in that a lot, though. At the like, if we survive to the late game, it gets really difficult to survive these engagements because the fights are relative. I don't want to say quick. At times, they can be pretty long. And what happens when you fight when you're having you're having these fights at that end game is you have multiple teams that start trying to engage, and your resources are pretty limited. So that at that point, you can only survive for so long. You constantly get pinned down between two people. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, hopefully in the in the days and weeks ahead, knowing that we're all quarantined, that we uh, we try and get a win because that's how I know I'm better than you guys is because every time we load up my emblem, uh, the albino gorilla, you have, you have a win. I have a win. That's the only way you get it, and I, I have it. And even though I was carried by two randoms, uh, I got it. I'll tell you what, I think it'll be like Fortnite. Well, first of all, you and I got wins pretty early in Fortnite. They were really sloppy if you ever go back and watch the VOD. Oh, that's so bad. Um, Especially our first one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have it anymore. But um, we, uh, after after a certain period, we, we started being pretty consistent. We started, we were, we became pretty consistent with wins. And it wasn't necessarily because we got, I mean, I don't, I don't ever think either of us were like, particularly great at building people were always better at building but we i mean there were certainly a lot of bad people at the time so they wouldn't put up a wall or whatever if they needed to but we got a lot better at positioning and learning the map and where you wanted to be it from time to time i think once we figure that out with this game i think it'll become a lot easier Agreed. or at least wins will come more frequent than 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 they have which is zero agreed um let's get out of here yeah all right Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.